So the question that comes up a lot in coaching entrepreneurs, business owners, high achiever types is how do you sustain this level of work whilst juggling lots of other things inside and outside the business and how to avoid burnout, how to survive and thrive so we're always rising resilient. It's easy when you're busy and you're tired to say, yeah, I'm not up for it. It is really important. I mean, it's how I survive. I wouldn't be where I am now and my clients wouldn't be where they are. So it's pretty fundamental, actually. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every episode, I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching, or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing, and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. And today, my guest is Melanie Hustle, founder and CEO of Melanie Hustle Communications. Now, Melanie's brilliance is in helping business leaders create and deliver powerful presentations. Melanie's story of resilience is inspiring to others venturing into the world of entrepreneurship. She started out in her business offering in-person business English classes, then made the courageous decision to shift to online training and coaching despite lacking technical and marketing skills. Investing in business coaching and with the help of Done For You Services, she's created a comprehensive suite of online video-rich courses, full persuasive presentations program, including feedback through the use of an AI app. Amazing transformation, both for herself and her clients who are just blown away working with Melanie. Her testimonials are just incredible. We've pivoted to working more with senior executives who have a lot riding on their presentation skills and improved her outreach, her marketing and the consistency of her follow-up process. She started turning networking conversations into 5 to 15k coaching proposals with a 75% close rate and made almost 25k revenue from three new one-to-one clients. And to keep some cash flow coming in whilst developing all of the online program part, we created a splinter offer, which is like the essentials component of a full program. And she made four pre-sales right away. Having said all of that, where it sounds like there's lots of peaks, lots of revenue coming in and where all her hard work comes to fruition, there are still many dips that Melanie's had to navigate and She's found that quite challenging in terms of managing her mindset and the ongoing marketing and the sales and the follow-up that has to happen while she's delivering to clients as well. So Rising Resilient is an ongoing endeavor for her. Now, in this interview, she shares her journey and talks about how self-belief and courage have been the pillars for her resilience as an entrepreneur. Come join us. Today, I have Melanie Hustle. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast. Melanie, great to have you. Yay, lovely to be here. <laughs> We're going to have so much fun. We're like giggling girls already. It's, it's <laughs> funny. So here we are talking about rising resilient. 
and our theme, Tackling Challenges and Changes in Your Life and Business with Confidence, Compassion and Courage. And let me start by asking what spoke to you the most and why? Yeah, really interesting question to start off with. So for me, it was the, the word courage. That really just binged out at me. And it's how I believe that I achieve most of my goals. So it's how I initiate the action, how I make those first really scary steps is by being bold. Sometimes I call it cheeky, but just taking bold, massive courage. And I, I've always liked to challenge the status quo. I did a lot in the corporate world, wasn't always popular. Always just curious about how I can improve things, people, and yeah, just always having the courage to challenge. And sometimes making mistakes because we make mistakes, but I'm deeply reflective. So then I'd spend sort of hours, nights wondering what went wrong, Um, not making the same mistake again, but having the courage to then do it again. <laughs> yeah, and it can feel a little bit so stressful and anxious at times, can't it? Oh, very. And this whole series is about resilience, how you cultivate strength to survive and thrive. All the work, the life, our careers, everything that is thrown at us. As entrepreneurs, we are highly driven. We're committed to the impact that we want to have in the world. And we push ourselves madly. And we know this through the coaching conversations we've had. How does your own life experiences and resilience help you help others? I help professionals to present their ideas more effectively so they make a bigger impact with their work. So I think it helps me to push my clients to sometimes be as bold as me, but we do it in a safe space because I really am asking them to change their communication and to do things quite often radically different. I could be with their voice, with their body, with their language, but if I'm playing with their voice, that really makes them feel very uncomfortable. I help many executives and senior managers, and quite often they tell me that they are, they sound a bit flat and they don't connect or engage with their audiences. So they have difficulty making the impact, driving the change that they want and that their expertise and knowledge shares. So for me, I need them to be very self-aware and then to push them out of their comfort zone so they change and and I need them to experiment so they find out which techniques they really like and which ones they, you know, perhaps go a bit deeper. There's no formula. So the clients that you support, they're showing up with anxiety and stress, a little bit overwhelmed by the occasion of doing a presentation. So, you know, how do you start coaching someone in that respect and talk them off the ledge and help them build up that early resilience? I think right at the beginning, when we talk about their anxiety, their stress levels, their feeling of unease or uncomfortableness, we acknowledge it to begin with because it's just there. We talk a little bit about the symptoms, so we know what's happening in the brain. How's it showing up for them? So some people go bright red, some people sweat, some people, they just go blank. 
Some people, their hands or their legs start shaking. I mean, everybody has a different physical reaction to the stress that's going on in the brain. And then depending on where they are with their presentation, public speaking, executive communication, whichever you want to call it, I will target maybe two or three techniques in the first session that I have with them. And we start to experiment because my goal is for them to have some quick wins or at least have some wins in the first one or two sessions that they know it's achievable. They think it's achievable. And I really dare them to go out and practice before they next come back to me. And for me, that's just really important from going from the self-awareness, the symptoms, then to the self-awareness of how they're communicating and giving them a few nuggets. And it's rare that, that they don't achieve what they want to achieve in those first couple of sessions. And then the confidence is boosted. Then really the magic happens after that. And I can pile on lots more tools. <laughs> no, that's brilliant. And I can, there's a couple of things that came out of what you were saying. First of all, the symptoms are all different for each of us, right? Sometimes you assume that everyone feels the same exact way that we do. And the other is those quick wins that give you that boost of belief in what's possible. Yeah. And I also, I think that, um, I don't know whether it's the right approach, the wrong approach, but it works for me. Really, the first time I get on a call with a client and the first session, those two are the most important because I need to build immediate rapport and trust because I'm going to take them into a scary space on session one because we don't have that long together. and. They quite often need to deliver something in the next two or three or four weeks. They need to trust me. So I become quite informal and we sort of end up laughing quite a bit in the first session. And actually, I remember one of my children coming down one day and they said to me, must have been, I don't know, about one, two years ago. And they said to me, mom, are you sure you're working? And I said, yeah. <laughs> I said, why? And they said, because all you do is seem to laugh. <laughs> you don't seem it like you're working at all. I thought, well, I am. It's really serious what I'm doing. <laughs> That's about your clients and how you help them. What about for yourself? You know, in those moments where, like, you feel pulled under or you're feeling tired, what do you do yourself personally to rise above those tensions, those emotions of self-doubt and anxiety? In the short term, what works best for me? And actually, it just happened to me in the last couple of days, Jay, so this is really quite real. If I find that I've had two or three or even just one really quite sort of chronically bad day in my business, my first thought is to think of the future, why I'm doing what I'm doing, and to really focus on the long-term goal. So. Where is it I want to get to? What's my target? And for me, that always fills me with just unbelievable hope. The second thing is, I just think back to the present and tell myself, Melanie, it's baby steps. It's baby steps. You need to make progress every day. And then the third thing that I lean into is, and it probably is the last thing, I reflect on the past. And remember those clients that I have helped 
the incredible scientists, the introvert engineers, and I think of the incredible work that they're doing. So I know that they need me to help them do what they need to do in the global world. I know some people think that you should perhaps think the third right at the beginning, but that's just not the way I work. Yeah, yeah. And what's your self-care side in terms of, I mean, that's like the motivation side, but in terms of like giving yourself those breaks and, um, you know, just like sustaining the energy that you need to keep going with the work. Um, Mine's really basic, Jay, really is basic. I eat incredibly well and I don't eat too much. Quality, I, not quantity, presumably. Really. Yeah, yeah. I also used to be a bit of an exercise monster, so I need to physically challenge myself. So I do try and do at least two intensive yoga sessions a week, and I can come out of that feeling I can climb mountains. And that really feeds me mentally, but physically, I'm just on an absolute high. And sleep. Sleep. I need seven and a half hours. <laughs> so it's a bit, I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a basic monster. <laughs> sounds like you've uh, answered my final question, which is all around like your positive superpower for rising resilient. That feels like. That's in a nutshell. Anything you want to add to that? When you notice a bit of disquiet or uneasiness, a bit of restlessness creeping into your work or life, have you turned that around? Is it part of the same kind of formula for you? Mm-hmm. I, maybe I was just very lucky. I was born with an incredible sense of self-belief that everything will be all right. That doesn't mean to say that I'm not going to go ups and downs. And I think that I, I transmit that to my clients. So I believe, almost without exception, I just believe in the individual in front of me. And I'm always trying to find out where their expertise is, how I can sharpen their messages what it is about them that's unique and how can we uncover their talents and their expertise verbally, physically, you know, linguistically. And so I think that sort of that self-belief in myself, I kind of transmit into them yeah. um, that they believe that they can do it and they can. They really can. So that's really exciting for me. And yeah. it makes me want to do it even more and get even more bolder and even more courageous. I find that with, you know, with the coaching that we do as well is that I think the expression is that sometimes you have to believe in the client more than they believe in themselves. You know, when you drop that bit of self-belief and your coach sort of picks it up again. I think one of the superpowers that any business owner can have, and we've got to say this, haven't we, is working with a coach. Absolutely. I couldn't do it by myself. It's insanely difficult. In fact, I was just chatting with a friend last night. I mean, she said to me, how do you do it by yourself? And I said, but I don't. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Have Jay. Yeah.
So you've kind of touched on a lot of the questions I had. I just think it's nicer when it takes a natural path. So what we've done is mix up how you show up to Rise Resilient and how you help your clients show up to be resilient as well and, and talked about the ups and downs that we have. You know, it's not all plain sailing. So I think you've really woven that story in here as well. <laughs> plain sailing, it definitely isn't <laughs> as an entrepreneur or for my clients. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so these techniques are really important. So thank you for, for you. I'm, I'm hoping to turn it into possibly a, a co-authored book. Oh, wonderful. It's sideways from the work we do in coaching. I'm smiling. Lovely. When that'll happen, I've no idea. It's, it's like, where's the space for all of this extra stuff? But I'm glad I did it. I mean, this is rising resilient. It's easy when you're busy and you're tired to say, yeah, I, I'm not up for it. And I just thought, no, this is too important. It surely speaks to what you've been talking about. It is really important. I mean, it's how I survive. I wouldn't be where I am now and my clients wouldn't be where they are. So it's pretty fundamental, actually. Thanks so much for sharing up for us today. Thanks, Jay. Take care. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So, hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.